You're listening to Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, when, as we start our 13th episode, can I just say 13 is the unlucky number, reviewing the game we watched last night. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, what 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 more can you say about it? That was a very disappointing game and... Look, uh, I was really hoping we could get up against the dogs. To have that hoodoo hanging over us for yet another year is really disappointing. Uh, So, look, another step back and hopefully we can go two steps forward next week against Adelaide. I think the most disappointing thing is, um, obviously, we didn't have the 21 goals kicked on us, but I think at one stage they kicked eight or nine goals in a row and it's the same old stuff. We just didn't, you know, I know we were playing the Bulldogs, but we didn't give a yelp back. And, um, you know, we just let them take control. And I've got to say, it almost looked like we looked disinterested at times. Yeah, I mean, for mine, I think the effort was was there, but we just didn't come with that intensity that, we've, that we really need and uh, we've sort of really hoped for. We're still not. I'm still not at that stage where I have the confidence that I expect that kind of pressure. But it's definitely the pressure that's needed if you're wanting to be competitive in a game of footy. And it is really disappointing, especially because you know it was the Bulldogs that came off the back of a five-day break as opposed to us. Yet they had much more legs, much more energy around the ground, and they really showed us up on the night. A player we were a bit fearful of going into the game because he towed us up last time, was Tim English, and he put on a show last night. Yeah, he did. He was everywhere. He, um, You know, like he's obviously put on a, a bit more size uh, as a developing young ruckman, and he he played all over Phillips. Um, yeah, gave him an absolute bath. I was really hoping that Phillips could um, yeah, share that aggression he showed against Grundy, which I thought might have thrown English off his game, but nah, English was more than prepared. And look, you, when you come up against um, someone that uh, has, you know, developing their craft, it's a really promising young ruckman, um, and they tail him up like the, we can't complain about that um, because he was just beaten on the night. But look, it is uh, still disappointing that uh, we coughed it up uh, as often as we did, and it's sort of interesting because. Um, if you look at the the stats, we actually won the hitouts, believe it or not, but obviously didn't use it to advantage because I thought the the dogs were all over us uh, in terms of the uh, getting the ball out of the centre and around the ground. I think what dismayed me the most was the amount of times English was just on his own. So it was like Phillips just either he wasn't prepared to work with him or was trying to make a forward option himself and went the other way, I'm not sure, but it made us look like that we weren't even manning him up in some ways, and many times English got the ball, and he was just, you know, there was no ruckman in sight. Yeah, which is really disappointing, especially when we don't have a lot of tools around the ground. Um, I mean, Hooker was uh, working hard on Bruce, and, uh, you know, we don't have uh, someone down back to, to go with a monster like a Ruckman coming in. 
And uh, so, yeah, it was disappointing that uh, English got off the leash, but again, he, he just out, like showed us out in terms of class and his effort and willingness to get to the contest, which uh, unfortunately we didn't bring. Uh, the Bulldogs, you have to give them credit. The the way they ran in, they ran in uh, angles, and um, and we looked to be running straight. So, to me, when I was watching them, I felt like I think that's where we exerted a lot of energy. But it was chasing tail. But when you saw the Bulldogs, they were mainly on their own, and you noticed they were running in diagonal lines, cutting lines across the ground. And to me, I, I just thought they were much more smarter. In their approach and I know it's easier when your team's got the ball but we actually had a lot of the ball as well yeah I mean because I was going to say in terms of the the stats like they're pretty even really like in terms of disposals they had slightly more so 315 to 303 so it's not like they wiped the floor with us in terms of disposals but um, and even the efficiency we actually had more disposal efficiency so running at nearly 75 percent where they were running at about 70 percent so um but it's obviously just we didn't um use it to best advantage like a lot of the our disposals were you know ham like short handballs or um i guess trying to swing it from one end of the end of the ground to the other to break through the press of the bulldogs so uh, i think you're absolutely right jamie in uh, and their running patterns, their work at the contest, I, like I personally feel not only were we outplayed, but we were outcoached on the night. We just didn't have any answers for them. And it's pretty disappointing that like the one thing we were crying out for all game really was that a key forward. And it wasn't until we were 50 points down in the fourth quarter that you know we swung Hooker up there to see what he could do. Um, so... Yeah, disappointing, but as you say, like credit has to go to the dogs. Um, they outplayed us all night. They wanted it more, and and that's another like you know, really disappointing thing. I know I spoke to you at half time, and I think we were a bit surprised. We were only a couple of goals down at half time, and you know it felt like we'd been very lucky to that point. You know, it could have felt like we should have been five or six goals down, and. I thought that was maybe an advantage to us, thinking that, all right, we've had a pretty bad half, um, yet we're only a couple of goals to down. And then in that third quarter, well, the floodgates opened and, you know, we were we looked second rate, to be honest. And, yeah, that's, um, yeah, the Bulldogs put us to the sword. Yeah, they did. And they missed a lot of chances that I'm sure normally they, they would have kicked. So we were sort of saying, look, okay, look, maybe they've, used up their energy to, you know, in peppering the the forward line and trying to get these goals, and they haven't got that reward on there. If we did get early goals, hopefully that would deflate their, their spirits a bit and allow us to get the ascendancy. And, but, I mean, like, you look at, you know, the first couple of quarters, I mean, like that first shot, Langford had a goal. Like, it was a great run of play to get it down there. And I've, again, like Waller was a bit unselfish for mine. I, I think he should have kicked it, but he gave it up to Langford, who was in a better position, and he missed it from point-blank range. And, right. uh, look, I think, because one thing for me, it, um, we've we've definitely been off in terms of the starts of games the last few weeks. And while, you know, we can 
we can wear that and slowly work into the game sometimes. We just weren't able to do that. Uh, we we didn't bring that intensity. But, I mean, there were some highlights in the first quarter. So that uh, that tip from uh, McKernan to, to Tipper, uh, you know, he kicked that goal. It was a really good bit of team play. And, like, when the Bulldogs were peppering, like, Ridley just stood up so good in defence. You know, some really critical intercept marks. So I'm really glad he's in the side, but I do feel I feel bad for our defence sometimes. Like it's it's our strongest line, but we just rely on them uh, too much. And you know there comes a time where, as you say, like they pepper, pepper, pepper. If it keeps getting in there, uh, that's when the floodgates open. And yeah, that's what that's what happened on the night. Yeah, it was just uh, incredibly frustrating the Langford miss. Uh, yeah, I think sometimes the first goal can set a tone and. Um, yeah, it just looked like he really made a mess of it. And, you know, these kind of chances we've got to take early. We saw last week we mentioned there's a few goals we, we let go that you know, should be Monty's. And, you know, I hope the club's going to work on these kind of uh, goals because uh, goal-kicking practice for those because they... You know, to me, like, you shouldn't miss from that amount of distance. There's only, like, 15 metres. He's relatively on his own, and he's fluffed it up. So, um, yeah, to me, um, yeah, not pinning the result on one kick, but it certainly sets the tone. If you can get the first goal, you're up and about. And what we've seen a couple of times is where we'd have the ball going forward our way, we'd make a mess of it, and... It rebounds and a goal is scored the other way, and it turns out to be like a two-goal turnaround. And yeah, that happened a bit later on in the game as well. So um, yeah, it's easy to get frustrated as a supporter, and obviously the players don't do it on purpose. But it it looks relatively uh, an easy shot at goal, and as you said, if uh, Tipper's got any doubts on his teammates kicking it, he should kick it himself so <laughs> um yeah that, that was a bit disappointing but nonetheless uh, we stayed with the dogs in the first quarter even though they got out at one stage i think by a couple of goals and bruce was taking those shots at goal uh where yeah we were lucky he's putting them out of out of bounds on the full um, but he was definitely i uh, had the better of hooker early days yeah, he was, he was actually leading really smart lines. Like, you saw a couple of times there where he actually led from the side and Hooker was sort of on the back foot and just couldn't get to the contest. So, I mean, that's, again, a, a instance where you have to go credit where credit's due. Bruce did play him pretty well on the night, but obviously he was uh, inaccurate, which was lucky for us. But I just wanted to sort of touch on, like, from that first quarter there, James, um, there were a couple of goal reviews which were interesting. I mean, there was that one where, I mean, to me it looked for all money that um, Hooker touched that while well, the goal that uh, that Bruce kicked. Um, but I mean, they they say it wasn't conclusive, so they just uh, let it go. And then you know the next bit of play, Lav kicked that goal, and again they reviewed, and they said it was not conclusive. And I mean, for mine. You know, if you're going to implement something like this, you've got to make the technology good enough. Uh, the The cameras clearly weren't up to the task. It was very grainy, and the angles don't even give you a, a good opportunity to review it 
properly. So it, it basically remains guesswork. So I think really if they want to use this goal review system properly, we need to get better cameras and, and more camera angles because otherwise um, I'd I'd be happier with, look, umpire's call, um, right or wrong, you know, win some, you lose some because otherwise it, it just remains um, guesswork and everyone thinks they see something where it might not always be the case. Yeah, well, Bruce was on Melbourne Radio today, obviously from Queensland, and he admitted that that ball was touched uh, on his set shot. So it's easy to say after the game. I noticed he didn't say during the game, hey, um, um, it was actually touched. You can, you, They can have the ball. But um, he was happy to admit it on Melbourne Radio today. So as I said, um, that's one the umps missed. And you know, maybe uh, it was a bit of frustration, but yeah, the Bulldogs definitely got the rub of the green, that's for sure, because... oh. I think I saw a stat. We've only won one free kick count in the last 10 matches there than have played. So I know it's not a rule where it has to be even, but it does get frustrating. And I think at half time the free kicks were like 12 to 3. And, you know, you get a bit sick of those kind of free kick tallies. Mm. Mind you, though, with uh, with McKernan coughing up so many frees in the rut contest, um, I'd say that accounts for... At least some of them. But look, um, yeah, again, like if I look back at some of the highlights, there was a ripper goal from Snelling in the pocket there. Like we were under all sorts of pressure in the forward line. He picked the ball up off his bootlaces and snapped it through beautifully. And equally, I mean, look, I know this is an Essendon podcast, but just as a pure footy lover, that first goal from debutant um, Cody Waitman was, was really something. Like he took a strong grab. And then to bend the banana right in the pocket there, like that's that's a class act. So um, that was definitely an instance where I was like, Jesus, like, you know, he might have seen a, the start of what could be a very good player for him. Um, so uh, good on him. But look, I think the only people keeping us in that contest was, you know, blokes like Mr. Dependable, Adam Saad, um, some great work uh, in the back line, like... There was one play in the half-back line where it looked like the dogs were going to stroll away with it, but he stole the footy from him, went on a great run and pumped it forward for us. But again, it was that, like, we didn't take our opportunities where we could have. McKernan basically got two chances at goal from the same uh, part of the ground in our forward pocket. Missed them both. And it's it's really deflating when uh, when the dogs did have most of the run. Let's, let's uh, be quite frank about that. We like if we could have made the best of our opportunities, that makes them drop their heads a bit and like they've put in all that effort for nothing, and we go down the other end and kick a couple of goals so we can lift. So we really need to, um, yeah, take our chances when we get them. So I'm definitely with you, mate. And like we've you know, sort of been saying as fans for a, a number of years, get someone who can work specifically on goal kicking for the club. Because, um, yeah, we definitely need help in that area of the ground. Yeah, we definitely have some of the worst set-shot players, it seems, at goal. And, um, you know, I think a lot of work needs to be done in that area. Now, I know the sports uh, medics, they say, oh, you can't practice too long because it leaves you open for soft tissue injuries. But, I mean, you know, it's a key skill to have. And we seem to be a bit beyond the eight ball because 
players like, you know, obviously he hasn't been playing, but Danaher, we know his history with uh, goal kicking. Uh, Jaden Laverde seems to have a lot of issues with goal kicking at times. And then, you know, McKernan on the night was, you know, really, he couldn't be confident in him at all with his kicking. And I know he's one where he can slot goals when he's on form, but he missed a lot of shots and really poor misses on the night. So uh, we certainly need to focus on that area. Yeah. But I thought, look, while um, we were saying earlier, like Bruce was playing really well on Hooker, in that second quarter, I thought Hooker was really important for us. He cut off a number of forward entries from the dogs. Whether it was marks or just his smarts around the footy to get a hand on it and um, you know dish it out to a Ridley who could you know hit a target up the ground is uh, it was really important for us, especially because we we were just under so much pressure with the dogs continuing to pepper the ball in. So um, I like in and you mentioned Lav there, James. Um, I thought well, particularly in the first half. Like he didn't have a massive game, but he did kick a couple of couple of goals. It was good to see him take that good mark, um, you know, just before he kicked his second goal. And he, there was actually a part, uh, I think it was in the second quarter there, where he picked the ball up and he broke through two of the dog's tacklers. But then he sort of looked to give the ball off to a to an open target. I would have preferred him to back himself in and go and just wheel around like we've seen Jakey Stringer do sometimes and. And have a ping, because um, he's uh, such a powerful athlete. He's definitely capable of it, but I'm just wondering if he he's just not there in terms of backing himself uh, to slot the goals. But I think if he's going to keep his spot in the side, he needs to show that this is what he's capable of. So hopefully he can uh, just work that into his game. Um, but yeah, as you said, like at the half time. We were very lucky to only be 13 points down, uh, and it yeah just went downhill from there. Yeah, well, uh, Darcy Parrish got a little bit more midfield time, and he didn't play too badly in there, I thought. Um, but, you know, uh, it's got to be said, like, Zach Merritt continued to struggle. Uh, we kind of needed him to step up on the night. And Do you know what his possession rate was, mate? Uh, so if I have a look on those stats for... For Zachy Merritt, he had 20 possessions on the night. And even that surprises me, like that he, he got that many. He certainly wasn't, uh, didn't make a huge impact as far as I remember anyway. So, uh, look, hopefully he can work into the season and get his form back again. And I think we've sort of said over the last couple of years, he does find it difficult to break a tag. So when you don't have a shield that might take their, their best tagger, uh, and he cops it, he definitely struggles to, you know, sort of break that and be effective for us. Yeah, and Andy McGrath at halftime, he was, um, I I think he saw he had nine possessions, one kick, eight handballs. So he obviously was under the pump as well. So when you think of uh, Merritt and also McGrath, probably... Uh, Two best midfielders at the moment on current season. Yeah, that was disappointing. And obviously McGrath found a lot of the footy in the second half, I thought. But, you know, that was the most disappointing thing, I think, is that the boys had held in there um, to only be that 13 points down at half time. 
and we had a lot of players down, and you just thought there might have been a bit of a swing, you know, if a few of our players could get on board and get into the game, but it just never happened, and that third quarter was so disappointing. Yeah, it was, and you know, not only do we miss our chances, you know, we saw Lav, you know, miss that goal that would have been would have been handy to keep us in touch, and then you know, Dev uh, giving away undiscipl- undisciplined um, sort of fifties to just give him a goal that was disappointing. And then we had Phillips, like he took a massive grab in our forward line, and you thought, oh, here we go, like uh, here's something to cheer about, and <laughs> he missed as well, so. Um, yeah, it was just a, a horror night in, in front of the sticks and, and all around the ground, really. Yeah, so uh, that third quarter, how many goals did the Bulldogs kick? It must have been six or seven goals, I think. And they really blew out the lead at three-quarter time. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, So we were 43 points down at the start of the fourth. And again... Um, just couldn't lift ourselves off the canvas. Like, we swung Hooker into the forward line, like, late in the fourth. But the game was done and dusted by then. Uh, so it was sort of disappointing. If we were going to try something like that, we probably should have tried it a bit earlier. But, I mean, really, when you look at it, we were soundly beaten all night, all around the ground. Our backs, again, they stood up valiantly. But with our midfield getting beaten so bad... And our forward line's not, not taking the chances when we need them. Yeah, it didn't help me out too much. And, uh, yeah, it's just disappointing. And it was, look, while it was good to see Dev uh, kick that goal from the pocket, we ended up going down by seven goals. And, uh, yeah, another regrettable night for the Essendon Footy Club against the Dogs. Yeah, so 2014 was our last win. And we won't be playing again this year, you wouldn't think. So... There's every chance that will stretch into a seventh year. So it's um, very disappointing the way that we played. And as I said, it's those continuous goals that really hurt. And it doesn't show a lot of resilience. You know, when a side can kick six or seven goals on you in a row. And when you look at the start of our second quarter up until uh, Hooker gold in the last... It was about two quarters of footy. Essendon had scored one point, you know. So that's really poor, you know, in terms of um, you know, just not having any resilience to come back at the dogs. And uh, there was one bit of play that really frustrated me, we were trying to come back in that third. And uh, Merritt gave a handball to David Zarakis, and he left it behind and almost immediately... Uh, the dogs got the ball on the rebound and got a goal back themselves, and that was a real, you know, thirteen point play almost or twelve point play by them getting those two goals on us really when we should have kicked one ourselves. So, you know, um, David really struggled again. You know, he's had that game where we gave him votes last week, but. You know, I just hope this isn't the norm. We've got to wait six weeks for him to play a good game and the other games he's struggling to get into. Yeah. Um, but look, uh, in terms of the game, like I sort of mentioned before, that we just didn't bring that intensity that's that's required at the top level. And the stats that really showed out to me was the tackle numbers. Um, so we had 38 tackles for the night. 
uh, where we normally, or we have averaged, uh, you know, about 60 um, over the previous weeks. So if you're missing, you know, at least 20-odd tackles uh, for the game, well, you know, that definitely doesn't help you with your um, your pressure acts. Uh, so that was pretty rough. But the other one was one percenters. So, you, um, you know, your shepherds, your pressure acts and that kind of stuff. We had 25 recorded for the night where we're normally averaging around 50. So to halve that... Um, Particularly, again, like it was, it was the doggies that came off five day break, not us. So, we really should have had the fresher legs. So, we just didn't didn't come to the contest fully prepared. And I think as fans, like all the we expect is a, you know, you give it your all for the jumper. And I think, I mean, for mine, it looked like the effort was there, but we were just off it, like off the boil for, for whatever reason. So I really hope the boys can refocus and get that get that energy back and the the pressure because you know while we're four and two now with a game in hand uh, we're not far off you know the rest of the pack and uh, yeah, it'd be very disappointing if we lose to uh, teams like you know Adelaide coming up who haven't had a great start this season because these are the t- the games we really should be winning if we're serious about uh, contending this year. Well, the thing to remember is that we've had a relatively soft draw apart from the Collingwood game. And, you know, we're not going to have hardly any easy games on the way back. You know, you're going to be playing regularly teams like Geelong, West Coast, um, GWS, Brisbane. All these sides are waiting for us. The Eagles, you know, they're, they're all waiting for us. And, uh, you know, we can't dodge them. You know, Port Adelaide are in great form. So if we've got aspirations to make the finals, and even if people see this as a make-up season, uh, I think for the club's sake it's important that we still try to get into the finals and to see what damage we can do. It's great experience for our players. But I feel like... You know, we can't drop many more games um, against sides we should win because, as I said, we're going to have a really tough draw coming back uh, before the end of this make-up season. And, yeah, let's hope the Bombers can get on track and pick up that win against Adelaide. You know, it'll feel a little bit more uh, significant to be 5-2 and two after 7 for us and knowing that we've still got Melbourne up our sleeve but then, you know, those final 10 matches are going to be tough games. Well, mate, why don't we have a break and we'll come back with the Don's Cast medal votes. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Don's Cast as we do our regular votes we go to the Don's cast medal votes. And Nick, we'll start with you this week. Yeah, no worries. And this was another week where it was hard to pick your winners because um, certainly didn't have many on the ground last night. But uh, look, for me, I will go one vote for, to Jaden Laverde. I thought he was uh, really promising in that he uh, did launch the ball, took a few marks. Uh, kicked the three goals, I believe, in the end. 
Uh, two goals, in fact, sorry. Uh, missed, missed one, obviously. But I thought, um, you know, he's definitely uh, presenting at the ball a lot better. So, you know, if he gets a bit more confidence behind him, let's hope he can uh, continue to build into the season. Two votes I gave to Hooker. I thought he was really important down back on a number of occasions. And, you know, <laughs> the backs were just peppered all night. So I thought, um, you know, he just provided so much structure around the ground there. So, yeah, two votes to him. Andy McGrath, I gave the three. He keeps presenting. He didn't have an outstanding night by any any measure. He had the 24 disposals, so actually led the disposal count for us. Um, had three tackles and six clearances, would you believe? So uh, he definitely kept trying all game, but just, uh, yeah, it was a sad night for us and he was uh, definitely stifled. Uh, the four votes I gave to Adam Saad. Again, Mr. Dependable, he's he's just an out-and-out -out star. We are so lucky to have him in the club. Uh, you know, sign him up. Uh, build a statue of him if you have to. What do you have to do to, to keep him at Bomberland? Because uh, he's just such a good player for us. Got the 23 disposals, 429 metres gained, uh, which is by far you know, the greatest by any Bomber player on the night. Done really well. So, But the five votes I gave to Jordan Ridley. I thought, again, he was so impressive. Just you know, taking those intercept marks down back. He ended up taking eight marks um, over the course of the game. Uh, had the 14 disposals. And, um, you know, he's putting together some really good footy this season. So I'm really enjoying his game. And thought, uh, you know, the five votes were uh, deserved for him on this occasion. So how about yourself, mate? How did you read your votes? Yeah, well, I went uh, one vote. I gave to... Michael Hurley, and it was very hard to give these votes, by the way, because uh, we were kind of scraping the barrel because uh, uh, some of these players weren't on screen a lot, but I did notice Michael Hurley, and I thought he was pretty reliable down back. He didn't really let us down anywhere, and um, I thought his kicking was a little bit better than what we'd seen in some of his off games, so I thought he was... Pretty well, and him and Hooker work so well, so it could have easily been Hooker I'm giving a vote to, but I decided to go with Mick Hurley. I gave two votes to Jaden Laverty. I thought he, uh, as you said, he presented. Uh, he took a couple of good marks and kicked some important goals for us. Um, you know, he seems to be getting more involved up the ground as well. Like uh, When he's given that opportunity, he have a bit of a run away from the forward 50. Uh, obviously, it wasn't a dominant game by any standards, and as I said, we've got to pick five players. So, um, in wins, it's hard to pick just five, and in losses, sometimes it's hard to find five. But I've gone Laverde for the two. I gave Andy McGrath three. As I said, he started pretty slow. He only had eight possessions or eight or nine possessions at half time, and only one kick out of those um, eight or nine were was an actual, you know kick so to me um Andy uh and they spoke about it before the start of the game he, he needs to work on um you know his forward uh you know his forward impact of him getting possessions because I think at the moment it's on a relatively low uh, scoring aspect in terms of that he's not getting the ball forward of the center 
So um, that's something for him to work on. But he certainly worked very hard in that second half, and you know he he was willing himself to try and yeah you know, make an impact for the Bombers. But yeah, uh, as I said, it wasn't his greatest night, but it, I thought he was our third best player on the ground. Uh, I've switched. I've uh, you know flicked your votes, mate. I, I actually went Ridley for four. Um, I thought the Bulldogs were very mindful of Jordan uh, getting some easy ball. So I think he didn't get as many possessions as as he w- had been. But as you said, he was so reliable with his hands. He took you know, eight marks, and um, when he did get possession of the ball, he, he was definitely trying to you know, get through the Bulldogs' defence, which was very good on the night. So yeah, four votes to Jordan Ridley, and yeah, I think uh, I gave five to Adam Saad, who has been you know, just a beacon of consistency. And he was fantastic on the night. Yes, he went for a couple of kicks that didn't come off and actually ended up in Bulldog scores on the way back. But that's what we love about him. And I think the Bulldogs were smart in a way and they played Johansson on uh, on him as a defensive forward. And then Johansson actually kicked a goal you know, from those efforts. So that might be a ploy that opposition coaches try now is play a defensive, fast-moving forward uh, for on on Adam Saad to try and, you know, prevent Saad's uh, influence on the game. But that'll be something Adam, I'm sure, can work through. So, yeah, five votes to Adam Saad. Have you got a total of all our votes, mate? Yeah, sure do, mate. So if we go um, right down the bottom, so entering the votes is Michael Hurley with one. Uh, then we've got two each to Parrish and McKernan. Three each to Laverde, Hooker and Townsend. Five each to Smith, Zaharakis and Phillips. Seven to Merritt. Nine to Stringer. Ten to Langford. Twenty-six to Shield. Twenty-seven to McGrath. Thirty-one to Ridley. And leading out in front with a pretty healthy margin is Adam Saab with 42. Well, so... Yeah, Adam Saad's really, you know, playing consistent football and he's polling nearly every game. So that shows how consistent he is. And, you know, it's a bit of a surprise, isn't it? If somebody had to said, you know, by seven games in or eight games in that you're going to have Jordan Ridley in second, in second place in our voting and he's having a great year. Yeah, but, you know, just sort of thinking about it, it's, uh, you know... The two backmen, you know, showing their wares. Well, it's probably half because the ball sent, spent so much bloody time in our in our back line, unfortunately, this season. So uh, let's hope our midfield uh, starts to develop their game sense because, um, yeah, the, the defenders are definitely standing up uh, and it's time for the rest of the squad to do so as well, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. All right, mate, well... We'll go for another break, and this time when we come back, we'll go by the numbers, and this is going to be tough. You're listening to Don's Cast, and our regular feature, By the Numbers, where we appraise every player's performance. Let's go with number one, Andy McGrath. Yeah, so he obviously got in our votes. 
again, so had another solid game. Uh, the 24 disposals uh, took a couple of marks, took the th made three tackles and uh, six clearances. So definitely tried hard all game. Uh, so another solid game from Andy. How do you see it, mate? Yeah, he was, like I said, he started slow. Uh, whether the Bulldogs put a tag on him, I'm not sure. But as I said, he was very quick release handballs rather than getting any penetration with his kicking. He only had the one kick at half time. So, uh, you know, he obviously improved in the second half. Uh, and he his efforts definitely unquestioned. Uh, he did his best for the team and just wasn't a great night. But as I said, he got in our vote. So I think, it, you know, for him... Uh, he's just learning to be, you know, he's now almost expected to be our number one or two centre player, which, you know, is a role that he's still fairly new in after uh, departing the back line. Uh, so your next player was Darcy Parrish. Yeah, look, another solid game from Darcy without being outstanding. So 22 disposals, uh, got a bit more midfield opportunity, uh, but... We were just soundly beaten in there all night. So had the three clearances, which was good. Uh, 300 metres gained. Um, I thought he's actually... It's sort of good. He's one of those midfielders that does like to dish it out and get it going into our forward line to give us an opportunity. But, you know, our forward line just um, wasn't functioning uh, that great again tonight. So, or last night, rather. So, um, look, solid game. And uh, let's hope he continues to get those midfield minutes for further development. Yeah, well, he's a player that I considered for votes. So, as I said, it was very lean pickings. But, yeah, I thought Darcy did pretty well in the midfield on his efforts. Uh, as I said, it just wasn't our night in the midfield. Uh, we weren't getting... Even though uh, Phillips was winning a lot of the hit-outs, it wasn't really going to our advantage. So, yeah, I thought... Parrish worked tirelessly, but just couldn't make a real big impression. But he did get those 22 disposals, and I was pleased to see him get those midfield minutes. A player I thought had a disappointing night was Kyle Langford. How did you see him? Yeah, it seems like a game of missed opportunities for mine, in terms of like, you know, if he'd have kicked that goal, or uh, if some of his uh, some of his work, you know, if the finish was just a bit better in terms of. Like instead of skying the ball in the air, uh, if he'd have actually lowered his eyes, either tried to hit up a target, or even um, sort of a bit of a chaos ball, like even grubbed it along the ground into our forward line to give our small forwards a chance to to crumb it, maybe, uh, because those like the dogs were just cutting off those those high balls, uh, because we are just such a small lineup, uh, so the. He was a bit disappointing. He definitely didn't show his uh, the good game awareness he has been developing over the course of this season. So, yeah, I'd say disappointing. I mean, he, he did rack up the 19 disposals and took a few marks. But, um, yeah, just uh, better for the run, hopefully. But how about you, mate? What did you see? Yeah, I thought that... Yeah, Cole's definitely improved from last year in the early part of the season. But even though I'm a bit surprised he got the 19 disposals because there seemed to be large periods where he was away from the contest, you know, not getting involved. And, you know, I just think for Cole, he, you know, it was a step backwards, but he certainly has had a better better season than 
previous years. So I think that he's learning, um, and I hate using that word after listening <laughs> to the Wush's, um, well, uh, Wush's uh, press conference. But, yeah, he's just got to, you know, get that consistency. Uh, I would have liked to seen him assigned to the Bont because he didn't really, that didn't really play out how I envisioned it. And I just felt that could have been an opportunity for him to have a task and see how he applied himself to it. But, um, yeah, I I just felt he was a little bit missing long periods of the game, but he wasn't alone, that's for sure. player that gave away a few free kicks was uh, Devin Smith on the night. Um, Now, we all know how Dev plays. He plays like a terrier. But um, he needs to watch that because it's just getting really costly at times. Yeah, I think, I mean, for mine, like those 50s just showed of a bloke who is a bit frustrated, um, either with the team performance or um, even his own performances in terms of, like, he's been solid. But it just, he's, it's like he's still limited in, in some ways and still working his way into into AFL footy. So, uh, look, he got 15 disposals, uh, made the six tackles, so um, and even got three clearances, which pretty good effort from a small bloke. So it's never going to be effort that Devin Smith's down on. Um, so I think it just is that uh, form. He'll definitely come into it later in the season, and he continues to tackle and harass, which we love. But as you say, he just needs to be a bit smarter about some of those decisions to um, to bump a bloke. Even though, yep, uh, McLean did uh, did drop fairly softly. If it's there, yeah, the umpies are going to pay it. So, um, look, better for the run, I'd say. How about you, mate? Yeah, I think Wayne Kerry summed it up pretty well. Like, was it a free kick? Absolutely. Um, did uh, McRae flop? Yes, he did. But the thing is, is the onus is on the player impacting the other one. So, you know, Dev's just got to weigh it up and think, is this worth it? Because uh, 50 metres from the goal, you know, from the centre square is quite significant. Generally leads to a goal. And, you know, um, yeah, Dev's just got to be a bit smarter because we saw how the umpires were umpiring on the night. And, you know, we certainly weren't getting the rub of the green. And to me, we... We just don't want to give him an excuse to give us another one against us. And, um, you know, I know the players looked frustrated with the way the game had been officiated. But ultimately, we can decide how we apply ourselves. And, you know, I just think for Dev's, uh, Dev's case, he just needs to, you know, think about his actions a little bit more. But he did kick a classy, uh, classy goal in that last quarter. Um, obviously, the sting out of the game had gone but nonetheless he still had to kick that goal and it was a classy goal so uh, let's hope he's better for the run uh, we mentioned Zach Merritt but another time where he just hasn't been able to step up when we needed him to yeah so a pretty down night again from Merritt look it's not like he he was completely out of the game like he had the 20 disposals um, laid the four tackles had four clearances 281 metres gained and had a crack at goal, but uh, oh, had a goal assist at least. And he's just, uh, yeah, just not as impactful as he has been previously. And I think it, it was, you know, being the main man in the, in the midfield with no hep, no shield, no stringer, 
Uh, he's definitely struggled with that over the years. Uh, he'll improve though. He's a he's he's an absolute gun, so he'd be better for the run. Uh, but how do you see his game, Jane? Yeah, like I said, he it wasn't like he couldn't find a ball at all. It's just everything he did was hard work, and yeah, I just think we got really towed up in the clearances, and you know, I just think sometimes you know, if you're getting beaten in the clearances, then your midfielders have to play a more defensive role, and I think we've just continued to try and play attacking, and you know, for someone of Zach Merritt's experience now, um, you know, I think he needs to. You know, we saw that play where Bondapalli just you know streamed through after a beautiful tap from English. And our players are nowhere to be seen. So I'd like to see Zach, when um, Dylan Shields out, take some leadership and start to prepare our midfield group, which is relatively young, to try and get them into a smarter setting. But um, I know Zach Merritt's still got aspirations to be the next captain of the Bombers, despite being dropped from the leadership group. Uh, he needs to do that on field to show what kind of a leader he's going to be. So, yeah, I think uh, Zach, hopefully he's better for the run again. I'll, I'll use that a few times, I think, because, you know, it was a really bad night at the office, but I'm, I certainly won't be putting it on Zach Merritt's shoulders. It was the whole team's thing. Uh, the next one was David Zarakis, and, well, how disappointing has he been this season so far? Yeah, I... It's actually funny because you look at the the stats. Uh, so he actually had 20 disposals, believe it or not. Uh, had three marks, four tackles, kicked a goal. So if you were just reading the stats, you'd think, oh, he's, he's had a fairly solid game. But, uh, I mean, for mine, he was just off it. Um, definitely didn't have you know the, the impact he had last week. And, um, look, while it is still promising that he is finding the footy, it just seems to be these little cheap handballs here and there because I've certainly noticed when he does get the footy, he looks for the the handball out to someone or uh, you know might bomb it to a uh, to a contest where really we're not winning those uh, around the ground, unfortunately. So it's just not having the impact uh, you'd hope for, and he he can be uh, quite an elite uh, disposer of the ball. But yeah, this is another game where, look, I'm, I'm hoping he uh, finds that form again. But um, let's hope it's better for the run, James. Uh, so, yeah, what did you have to add? Yeah, just a, just a disappointing play. And, you know, look, we know it's Dewey up there at Metricon. But that handball where he, you know, just left it behind, just so critical. And, you know, a player of his experience I'd expect more of. Um, as I said, he, he bounced back really well last week, so this is certainly not sinking the boots into him. And as you said, he found a bit of the footy, but yeah, we just need Zaka to take a little bit more leadership. Um, you know, he's been added back to that leadership group, and you know he needs to you know lead by example as well. So uh, I'm hoping David will get better as well. But um, as I said, I, I just felt he was a bit off tonight. Uh, last night, and let's hope he can improve um, in the weeks to come. Uh, Ratio Frantasia tried to get into the game a bit, but um, yeah, how did you see his game? Yeah, well, to be honest, mate, I suppose I didn't really. Um, he was, he, he did 
try to tackle and harass, but when like that's not what he's built for. You look at him compared to some of those Bulldogs players, he's just so slight of frame, and it it still looks like he's not quite right. Uh, like he's sort of cruising at maybe 80-85% fitness, which is a bit worrying. I hope we're not sort of nursing him through, hoping, oh, oh no, nah, he'll be right. But, I mean, he only had the nine disposals in the end, uh, 180 metres gained, took the one mark, zero tackles. Didn't give us a lot this game. Hopefully better for the run, though. How about you, mate? How do you see it? Yeah, well, I... um. Made the comment last week, I thought he was moving really well at the back end of last week's game. And, um, yeah, he didn't seem to have the same run. But I do think the Bulldogs put a bit of time into him. I think they were a bit weary of him being a classy user of the footy. And um, I heard Beveridge speak after the game, and he said that the Essendon back line is the, you know, the strength, and that's where they get a lot of their uh, scoring attacks. So they're mindful of players like... You know, Connor McKenna and Adam Saad and, and Aratio Fantasia. So, um, yeah, I just think for Raz, uh, you know, again, it might be time to swing him forward. I'm just not sure why we're not changing it up when things aren't working. But um, let's hope he is another player that can, you know, find some form over in Adelaide. Uh, we both gave Jordan Ridley you know, high votes. Uh, not much more to say about him, but yeah, his marking was strong, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was. He's an absolute jet. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to this bloke continuing to develop. And, yeah, once he develops that bigger frame, he'll be a scary prospect. But what did you have to add, mate? Uh, just how rangy he is. And, you know, his arms are deceptively long, it seems. He He's able to pull those arms behind his back and make the mark, you know, like, you know, it looked like it was a sail over his head, but, you know, his arms were able to catch the mark and, you know, I thought that was really good of, um, and again, he was taking them in contest, in contest, sorry, so I thought that was uh, another string to his bow. So, yeah, good game by Jordan Ridley. Another player that squeezed into our votes was Jaden Laverty. And uh, whilst he didn't have big numbers, he certainly uh, was our best forward on the night. Yeah, he was, and he continues to, to present at the contest. And as you've noted, James, it's not just in the forward line. He get, actually gets around the ground a bit. Uh, you sort of saw him around the halfback at times, uh, helping out the the players down there. So, um, look, to kick the two goals, got 12 possessions, uh, took the four marks in the end and laid three tackles. Like, while not an outstanding game, I thought it was pretty solid from him. And I'm, I'm really hoping he does continue to develop because he's we've always uh, sort of known he's got the talent for it. And I'm looking forward to when he actually fully backs himself and goes, nah, I'm going to stamp my position in this team and take my opportunities because he's, um, he's built for it. Um, and I'm yeah really hoping he can get a, a good run at it. So, um, yeah, what did you have to add, Jane? And a uh, good game by Jaden. Uh, as I said, uh, from limited opportunities, because the ball didn't go down our forward line that often, even though we had a yeah, relatively even disposal count, uh, we had to work very hard for the ball to get into our forward 50. And um, so Jaden 
definitely took his opportunities that came his way. And like I said, let's hope injuries uh, don't uh, come knocking on his door again because he seems to have battled a few of those over the time. And let's hope he can you know, get better as the season builds. The next player is Michael Hurley. I, I gave him a vote. I, I thought he was pretty reliable down back. How did you see him? Yeah, absolutely. He's super reliable. And I think, yeah, definitely from mine, I'm definitely guilty of, like, that's sort of what we expect from Hurley. Um, so I probably don't give him as much uh, praise as I do other players just because we know he is such a champion for us. Like, when you look at his stats, so he had 18 disposals, uh, took the eight marks, uh, 401 metres gained, so the second most of any Bomber player out there on the night. That's a very good game from um, one of your uh, back generals down there. He's um, he is an out and out star. He has been um, you know down on form at times this season, but uh, you never question his his courage or his heart um, and his love of the Essendon Footy Club. So um, another uh, great game from Mick Hurley. How about you, mate? Uh, what did you have to add? Yeah, no, like I said, he's just a reliable general down back. Um, he's been taking on the captain responsibilities. So um, yeah, his endeavour's always great and you know, he always puts a lot of passion into playing for the Bombers. So yeah, just a game that obviously the ball was down in our back line a lot of the play, but I thought he was one of the backmen we could rely on most. So that was a good game by him. Jacob Townsend really struggled on the night, and well, we know he's been getting low possession counts, but I mean, uh, he didn't seem to have the same ferocity in his tackling either. What was his stats on the night, mate? Yeah, bugger all, really. He had the four disposals, uh, two marks, two tackles, uh, but that's about it. He yeah, definitely didn't get much of the pill, and like while he presented, uh, he was soundly beaten all night. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a disappointing game um, from him. Uh, again, it's 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 never lack of effort for Townsend. You definitely saw him running up and down the ground, trying to trying to tackle, trying to harass, but was overall ineffective. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he still maintains his spot going forward like I, th- I think the role he does play for us in that that uh, sort of high pressure tackling uh, forward there's a position for him there but if you dishing up uh, performances like that you're not really helping the side go forward mind you you know it's not helped when our midfield's getting beaten so bad and uh, the entries into the forward forward line aren't fantastic either so Look again, hopefully better for the run. What did you have to say, mate? Well, I just noticed he seemed to be labouring a bit. On, you know, when I watched him on on screen, he just didn't seem to have the same power in the leagues. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure what the go is there. I hope we're not carrying players into the games. Um, as we'll discuss later, I thought it was a really bad decision for Connor McKenna to play. Like, he clearly couldn't use that hand. And uh, Townsend did seem to be you know, short a gallop. So I just hope we're not putting players into the game when they're not fresh and fit. And you know, like I said, he just seemed to be down on energy on the night. So 
you know, like I said, when you're not winning a high possession rate, when you are in form, I think it's really silly if you play players that are struggling with their fitness in in a match when, um, you know, you need 22 contributors to get over the line. So, yeah, let's hope he um, bounces back. Uh, the next player is Kale Hooker. You gave votes to, and, yeah, I thought uh, he was pretty good on the night. Um, he was probably a bit lucky early where Bruce might have had two or three goals on him, but, you know, Bruce couldn't kick straight, and we saw a bit later in the game Hooker was thrown forward and he managed to kick a goal there and missed one from a set shot. So, um, yeah, I thought Kale Hooker was pretty good on the night. What about you? Yeah, yeah, another sort of game from from Hooker. Yeah, to get that goal late was good. There was a a bit of play though, where he um, he went to punch the ball and affected the contest. Then he landed on Adam Saad, but he actually seemed to land quite awkwardly on his back. So I'm hoping he's got a clean bill of health. I certainly haven't heard of any injuries um, after the game. Uh, because we know that his back did cause me a bit of grief last year. So I'm hoping, you know, maybe it was just a, a bit of wind out of the sails there, but he seemed to grimace a bit, so I'm hoping he's fine. But, yeah, he's a, he's a gun hooker. Um, and while his, his body probably isn't as uh, agile as it uh, ever was, he's still just such a smart player and uh, really helps structure us down in defence there. A player that looked... Uh... I've got to say, all at sea was Mason Redmond. And gee, he's been really poor in contested footy, uh, especially when the ball's entering the opposition forward 50. He seems to be, you know, beaten regularly. Um, and that continued on the night. Yeah, it did. And, like, the disappointing thing was, like, he got beaten by, you know, that the first game of Waitman for the Dogs. So, look, I'm sure he'll be really sort of hurting from that performance. Yeah, it's just sort of funny. So he had the 12 disposals, took four marks, but really didn't have any impact on the game. And we know, like, his his contest work is what we actually love about him. Like, he's such a uh, bit of a tough nut and seems to enjoy the the physical pressure and getting in there and tackling. But, yeah, we just didn't see, him from, see it from him on the night. So a bit of a disappointing game from Mason Ribbon, but I'm sure he'll be better for the run. Yeah, well, like I said, uh, I think last week we were calling for Mason to get a game and, you know, I just was disappointed with his uh, uh, yeah, performance on the night. And as I said, his kicking uh, used to be a strength of his, but he turned the ball over a lot on the night. And, you know, I just uh, hope for Mason's sake that you know, he's prepared to do the work to get find some form because it just won't happen... You know, when you expect it to, you've got to work at it. And um, I'm sure Mason is a, a player that will work at his craft. But, uh, yeah, he's certainly out of form at the moment. And I can see why the club, you know, left him out of last week now. And, um, our, you know, preempting our changes. But I'll be surprised if Mason makes the cut for the trip to Adelaide. Uh, the next player was uh, the new first gamer in um, Ned Carl, and how did you find him? Um, look, I think uh, this might be one where he, um, 
Like, I think he probably is quite a classy player, but just, you know, didn't work for him on the night. And I think, you know, especially for small forwards, we see if your midfield's getting beaten and our forward line isn't getting uh, the most opportunity, uh, particularly the way we're uh, getting it in there, it makes it very difficult for a, a small forward to get into the game, which uh, I think we found with Ned Carl. And, and really, um, I know... Like the ground is a bit dewy, um, just because of the environment there. Uh, so we were probably, we probably went in there with these small forwards, thinking we might be able to take advantage there, but it really didn't work for us. We just looked so small all around the ground, and when you've already got blokes like Tipper, Snelling, Smith, and then you add a a Carl, um, we just looked so small. I think it was probably that one small too many. So this is definitely not heaping it on Carl. I think he probably does have a, the talent for it. But in terms of a, a, a team structure, we just can't have that many small blokes around the ground where the dogs just look like giants and um, yeah, kept uh, taking the ball out of our hands at every opportunity. So look, um, I'd like to see him actually keep his spot on the side like just to um, yeah, get a few games at least. But... I can't see us um, wanting to stay that small, particularly against Adelaide, who do have some uh, taller options. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But how about yourself, mate? How do you see it? Well, I thought he pro- started promisingly. Um, I thought that handball that released Langford to have a shot at goal early was quite good by him. Um, he was involved early. And, like I said, Langford led him down with the kick. Um, but, yeah, that was pretty good for him to get that ball out it shows good game awareness um like i said uh yeah first game is you really um can't expect too much from a player like that when you um are not getting the ball into your forward 50 that often so yeah like i said it's off he's um he's breaking his duck he's he's made his debut now and i'm sure if the bombers had given him a bit more opportunities he might have shown his wares but, um, yeah, just something that hopefully uh, in his next game with the Bombers, he'll get a bit more opportunity. The next player was Braden Ham. It's a bit quieter than the last two weeks, but he still worked hard, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And, look, this is one where I actually think he had a, a solid game, like while he didn't have as much impact. But, you know, as a as a wing wingman, um, you really do need, uh, like, your midfielders and your backs to like really help you um, sort of use your run and carry to then deliver into the forward line. So I think he, he kept tackling harassing all game. I mean, he's only listed as having the one tackle, but I definitely saw him around the ground harassing the Dogs players. Um, you know, had a, a couple of good kicks, but uh, yeah, ended up with only the 12 disposals, uh, had a few marks, 205 metres gained, so he... Tried his guts out um, and, you know, did try to use his run. But overall, the the dogs were just too dominant and didn't allow for a, uh, for a wingman of his stature to um, to have too much impact on the game. How about yourself, mate? How do you see it? Yeah, like I said, he's a really tireless worker. But, um, yeah, just on the night, didn't get as many opportunities uh, getting that loose ball where he can... 
you know, run through and use his pace. But uh, he's certainly a player that shows a lot of promise and I think he'll be uh, another player that will benefit from more opportunities when the side's you know, playing more, more freely than it was on the night. Uh, the next player was Andrew Phillips and yeah, he got beaten convincingly I thought and yeah, I, yeah, I think it might be nearly time to bring in Bally again, mate. Um, yeah, I just think he looked to be labouring a bit on the on the night. Like English did make him look really second rate. Yeah, he did, which is unfortunate. I mean, he had such a good preseason for us, Phillips. So I was really hoping he could take this opportunity and run with it, because I think he he does show uh, show something when he's on song, but. Yeah, he was really soundly beaten last night. Um, yeah, I mean, after getting his his rear end handed to him from Goldstein last week, I was hoping he was going to step up and, you know, want to stamp his authority on the ruck position. But yeah, he was just shown up by English on the night. Um, had the 10 disposals and took a big grab but missed the goal. Uh, he did have, it like, he took five grabs, around the ground so he uh he did keep pushing all game but like we were soundly beaten uh in the rucks um we, you know, even though he might have won the taps uh that's obviously not the full story so yeah it'll be interesting to see if we bring battle chambers back because yeah unfortunately phillips didn't uh didn't make the most of this opportunity what did you have to add mate yeah not much more other than to say that you know he- yeah, it's not a lack of effort, like we know that. Um, and he has had a pretty tough schedule against some really good ruckmen, you know. You're looking at English, uh, Grundy, you know, these kind of ruckmen, um, you know, Goldstein, they're, they're a tough assignment. But as I said, I think he provides more around the ground than Bally. But, you know, I just think now it's Bally's turn to come back into the side and, um, you know, Playing against O'Reilly, um, you know, I think that'll suit Bell Chambers, uh, you know, as long as we don't let, um, you know, he, at least he can stay in the game. If, like I said, if he can't, if he can't run, he shouldn't be coming back in, Bally, that is. But, um, yeah, if he can run, I think it's time to give Tom another run back in the team. Uh, the next player is Will Snelling and... Yeah, he's a bit quiet on the night. He kicked a goal, but how did you see him? Yeah, look, he he's another one of those players where um, he tried all night. You definitely saw him around the contest. Uh, he was trying to get in there, but um, and there was a couple of instances where he actually tried to get the pill, but he was just jumped on by the dogs players and couldn't get it out. But um, like overall, only ended with the nine possessions. <laughs> and for those nine possessions, only had uh, 27 metres gained. So um, it was definitely down on the night. Uh, laid the three tackles. So, uh, yeah, I think it wasn't um, through lack of application. He definitely tried hard on the night. But um, he, along with many other of the Bombers on the night, were yeah, soundly beaten by the Dogs. So, yeah, let's... Let's see what he's what he's got against Adelaide. How do you see it, mate? Yeah, again, he's a low possession winner generally. Like he he was really important in that Collingwood game, and 
Yeah, he, he played pretty well last week against North as well. Um, so I thought he was starting to turn the corner. I don't want to judge him too harshly because, let's face it, it wasn't a great night um, with the ball coming into the forward 50. So he had to go and chase his ball. But to me, 27 metres gained, uh, that says of your nine disposals, you've either dished out a lot of handballs or you, uh, you know, you're not using the ball in any way. You're either going backwards for safe kicks or... Um, you know, you're just not using the footy to make a difference to the side. So um, I think he's a player that, you know, from limited opportunities on the night, I don't want to rate too harshly because I'm going to give him an out on the team's whole performance. But, um, yeah, he's a player that is right on the edge of our best 22 at the moment. And I think it's a string of injuries that have uh, opened the doors for him to cement a spot at, at the moment. But, um, yeah, let's hope uh, Will can keep uh, representing the Bombers as well because, like I said, he's a, a real goer um, and he's been a really good find uh, since he was being selected in that mid-season draft. Okay, so the next player we've sung his praises, uh, Adam Saad. Not much more to say. Uh, There's a couple of times he tried to take a kick that did, got turned over and we got burned on the way back, but... You'll take that every day because the, the amount of stuff that does come off is just, yeah, he's, he's thrilling to watch as a Bomber fan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, Mr. Dependable, he had another great game for us. Um, yeah, not much more to say. He had the 23 disposals, 430 metres gained. An out-and-out gun for us. So another great game from Sadi. Uh, AMT really struggled on the night. Not Again, not through lack of effort, but... As I said, he he just goes through patches where he just can't find the ball. And I know the ball wasn't going down there, but the club gave him plenty of chances in the midfield as well, I noticed. And um, he just couldn't get into the game. And as I said, his effort to tackle, uh, there was one instance where he chased someone down, and that was good to watch. Um, but inadvertently, the umpire decided that was our advantage. <laughs> it worked that out. Because um, the ball was turned over very quickly afterwards, but... Yeah, uh, he's a player that obviously plays much better when we're playing well, or at least getting the ball to him in better opportunities than he was presented last night. Yeah, that's that's the thing. When you're a small forward, getting limited opportunities, like it's a hard task at any time, um, but particularly when we're getting beaten around the contest. So, yeah, look, better for the run. Um, you know, kicked a nice goal. Could have got another, but... Um, He'll continue to press on. I've got no worries about Waller. I think he's um, actually had a, a fairly good season uh, for a small forward and look for him to continuing to progress into the season. Yeah, well, another player that's been struggling with form is Sean McKernan. And he's been very lucky that we haven't really got a key position forward to replace him at this stage. But he was, again, disappointing last night. Yeah, he was. Um, I, I really hope he can find his way into the season because we know like at his best he's an absolute gun but he um he just has these uh, sort of brain fade moments and unfortunately when we are sort of having to pay him um so much as that uh sort of chop out ruckman and he's giving away so many free kicks it really hurts us uh you'd much rather us at least even if we lost the tap 
but were still able to contest when the ball hit the ground. That gives us a better chance to get the footy than to just cough up the free kick to the opposition ruckman. So, look, I don't think it's it's an issue with with effort. We know he he keeps at keeps at it, but uh, yeah, I'm really hoping he can find some form. But in saying that, we we do continue to play him um, sort of up and down the ground because we don't have many tall options. So I think there may be an issue there with him trying to get a like a, a settled position. And he might even uh, benefit if we bring in a, a James Stewart, say, as well as Sean McKernan. So, you know, Sean McKernan's not getting the number one defender. Or even if he's getting the number one, you know, James Stewart is then off the leash. So I think we need, really need to look at the team dynamics there because we definitely missed a, uh, a tall forward mock, uh, marking option again in our forward line. So look, hopefully Sean will develop into the season, but... Yeah, his recent run of games haven't been fantastic. Yeah, well, for his sake, like I said, he has been a lot of wet, dewy nights, and we know he's a good clunker of the ball, um, especially in dry conditions. So let's hope he gets a dry run um, next uh, week in Adelaide. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Those free kicks he gives away in the ruck are really frustrating, and... As I said, it just breaks the synergy of the side. So, um, yeah, let's hope that the club's working with him to educate him on, you know, that ruck craft and learning that, you know, if you're getting beaten in the ruck, that's okay. Just don't give away a free kick and give them easy ball. So that's something I hope they they work with him with. Um, a player that I felt, you know, I'm watching the game, should not have played and... Whoever made that decision, that was very poor. Connor McKenna, there was no way known he was uh, match fit. Like he was not confident with the gloved hand, and um, yeah, I just thought he must have done a great con job because he certainly wasn't match fit in my eyes. Yeah, I mean he could he can definitely run, uh, but you're right. Like his disposables was just so off because he definitely favoured. Uh, his other hand, uh, but if you, yeah, effectively, if you're kicking with one hand and not dropping the ball properly, you're gonna spray it, uh, which we definitely saw on a number of occasions. So he can find the footy, uh, which is good. So there's not a problem with that. He's reading the game fairly well, but yeah, it's just that disposal that sort of let us down on the night. And I, I saw on a few occasions, he's he's a bit rusty in terms of his game awareness. Uh, so it was particularly one moment on the halfback where we were sort of running diagonally across the field and it just looked like he didn't know which option to kick it to. And when he kicked it, it ended up going straight to a dogs player uh, and they went down and fortunately they missed the goal. Uh, but look, oh, I'm hoping you know his hand will recover over the week because I think he can be so important for us. He's burst out of the back line. Uh, is so important. And look, um, the bloke is still uh, sort of suffering from homesickness and he's had a really rough start to the year. So I'm not going to heap it on Connor. I reckon he'll get get better. He still did manage to rack up the 19 disposals, take five marks, 330-odd uh, metres gained. So he did have a solid night, but um, obviously not as impactful as 
as he has been previously, but uh, again, I'll say better for the run. Yeah, well, like I said, it's not a question of, uh, in my mind, that he can find the ball and, um, yeah, he's a real competitor, but I just felt, yeah, that hand was so heavily favoured that you can't tell me there wasn't a fitter player than him on our list that could have maybe provided a little bit more, especially in the contest. So, um, yeah, let's hope that Finger's not going to be like that for too long because uh, he didn't look comfortable at all, uh, in my mind. So uh, the next player and our last player was um, Mitch Hibbard, and yeah, he was a bit disappointing on the night. How did you see his game? Yeah, I think that's that's right, Jane. I mean, he was kept in the side as that bigger-bodied mid, uh, but just really didn't uh, didn't give us that uh, on the night. He only had the eight disposals and the one clearance and. You know, for a big-bodied player, he did get some opportunities in the uh, in the midfield there, but just didn't make the most of it. Uh, like I can, it's not a question of application for him either. His effort was was definitely there, but he was just off it, um, not really in the game, uh, and certainly didn't make a make an impact for mine. Um, so I'm sure, and and he'll he'd be disappointed as well. And you know this. This is a bloke who is having another crack at AFL level footy after being delisted by North um, some years before. So he'd want to be making the most of these opportunities, but uh, unfortunately uh, didn't didn't take it on the night. So what did you have to add, Jane? Yeah, just that um, wasn't his night. And again, he had a shot for goal, and you know that was you know a bit of a struggle for him as well. So, yeah, I think he'll really struggle to keep his spot in the side uh, for the trip to Adelaide. Uh, as I said, you don't judge him too harshly because, like I said, it's only his third game for the club. But, um, yeah, I just think that for players like Mitch Hibbert, who's more mature than, you know, we're not talking like a Ned Carl or, you know, a new player. This is a player that's been around the traps. Uh, he He would know himself that, you need to make an impression when you play. And uh, I don't think he did that on the night, but certainly wasn't through um, any uh, effort or, you know, diligence trying to get the ball. It was just whether how he was played, he just wasn't used, or what it was, it just didn't seem to have an impact on the game at all. So I think the club has to make some tough decisions this week at selection to say we're not going to accept that and... No, we're not blaming these players who are being omitted, but we're changing the makeup of the side because, yeah, we didn't think we got the best out of ourselves on the night. All right, mate. Well, that's uh, by the numbers. Why don't we have a break and we'll come back and finish up with our long-range predictions for the side to be named against Adelaide. You're listening to Don's Cast. And our last feature is our long-range predictions for the side to be named against Adelaide on Thursday night. And mate, why don't you start? Where where do you see the team going? Or what team do you see going to Adelaide? Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. 
And for mine, the changes I've made are purely for for team balance. So the first one I've got is Ned Carl. I think will make way. Like while I I would normally like to see a first game, I get given a few games uh, first up to show their wares. I just think for team balance, we can't have that many small players on the ground at once, particularly in Adelaide where it should be um, more dry conditions. There won't be that skid on the ball um, unless we're predicting uh, wet weather footy. So I think uh, Ned Ned Carl makes way for Irving Mosquito to jump into the side. Uh, it'll actually be his uh, first game for the Dons uh as like in the AFL season, he's obviously uh, played for us in the preseason. But um, I just think, yeah, for team balance again, uh, Ned Carl, like he's very smart player and can find space, but he's not super quick. Whereas Irving Mosquito is a bit more of a burst player who can really open up the lines. So I think uh, Mosquito would be more suited to coming to the side. The next one, I think Mitch Hibbard uh, will make way. For Francis, you know, Mitch Hibbert, he's definitely tried his guts out and um, they'll, they'll probably still keep him as an emergency at least because the one thing he does have over others is that he is a bigger-bodied midfielder. Uh, so they may decide to keep him, but I'd like to see Francis in the side. And, you know, maybe they'll chuck him up forward uh, as a bit of a threat there, uh, as a bit of a marking forward option. But um, we'll see, so I'll see that change. And as we sort of mentioned before, like Phillips really got shown up uh, by English and didn't really offer us that much around the ground. So I think it might be time for Bell Chambers to to come back in um, and see what he can offer. Um, so they're my three selections, James. I don't think they would make um, like huge uh, cuts just to keep that team balance and continuity and playing with each other but how about you mate how how do you see the team selections going yeah well i've got four changes i think the club needs to be strong on this so uh to me my four changes i've got redmond out again um i just didn't think he played well enough on the night and the only way i'd keep redmond in the side is if it was decided mckenna's not up to playing um so if redmond's out i'd bring in marty gleason back um, you know, maybe that one week's enough for Marty to have a break and, you know, Mason needs to get the message he has to play well in the senior side to keep his spot. Um, yeah, so I'd have Hibbert out and Francis in. Um, at least Francis, you've got the option of swinging him forward, but same token, you could also play him down back and leave uh, Kyle Hooker up forward. Because uh, we know Tex Walker's not playing currently, so um, you know they do play uh, a different forward line Adelaide now. They're not there. The we used to expect uh, Taylor Walker and Eddie Betts. Well, obviously Taylor's out injured and Eddie's playing at Carlton, so it's a different look forward line. So uh, I, I could see Hooker maybe starting down forward, but the club's been reluctant to do that, but. Yeah, I'd bring in Francis at least to give us an option to have another player to swing forward. I think Phillips will definitely uh, miss out, and I think um, it'll be Tom Bell Chambers coming in uh, to his for his uh, 
you know, return after, you know, losing his spot to Phillips and the club said he's been managed through this and I heard Warsfold say after the game that he uh, feels like Bell Chambers got what he needed to out of being managed, so it might be a sign that he's about to return. And my last change is the same as yours, mate. You know, one first game around, and this is again not to punish Ned Carl, I just didn't think um, he would, like I said, agree with you. I've actually selected another small player like you in Irving Mosquito, but he's a bigger body. Um, mm. and, and not saying Ned's a slight body, because he's not. He's quite well-built for a 19-year-old kid. But I think Irving um, has that point of difference of he's a good user of the footy. He's a bit of an excitement machine. And um, I'd love to see him and Tipper work in tandem. So it'll be interesting to see if the club goes that way. So that's my four changes. And, mate, um, like I said, it's probably a game we wish we could forget. Um, delete from our system. Uh, I think the best thing is to say is that, yes, we're 4-2. and two, So we've got a winning record at the moment. Uh, we want to keep that going in. And we'd dearly love to be 5-2 and two by Sunday night. So anything else you wanted to add before we close the show, mate? No, mate, well, let's just hope we've got uh, drier conditions down in Adelaide and our, our players can find a bit more of the footy and bring back that contested brand that they're beginning to develop and bring home the four points against Adelaide. All right, well, thanks for listening to the Dons cast. And until next week, go Bombers. Go Dons.